There are two weeks until Election Day, and more than 7.5 million Americans already cast their ballots. Here to break down what they are watching during these final days is our Politics Monday team, Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. Hello to both of you. So to be exact, 14 days after tomorrow until Election Day, but as we just heard, people are voting. So the two of you are watching this full time. Tammy, you've been on the road. Tell us what you are seeing. The thing that really stood out to me, I was just in North Carolina in a swing district, the only swing congressional race in the entire state of North Carolina, one of probably fewer than three dozen swing races in the entire country. And yet, in a swing district, I'm just not sure there are a lot of swing voters. Hmm. Um, even people who are registered as no party preference had very strong feelings, basically, that the party they weren't voting for was not just wrong, but bad or evil or uh, a danger to society or a danger to America. It was, it was, it was, we talk a lot about polarization. It was shocking to hear it repeated again and again and again. Yeah. You know, I was uh, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania the, the weekend before last, and it wasn't quite as vitriolic as that. We were go going door to door, but it was clear that people weren't voting for someone, they were voting against someone. So yeah. I'm for this candidate because fill in the blank is terrible on fill in the blank issue. So is this something, so we're not, this is not unique to what Tam saw in North Carolina right. in the Raleigh area. That's right. I saying. think what we're seeing is, again, what, especially in a midterm election, but unfortunately with politics now overall, the biggest motivator to get people to show up and vote is, is anger. And getting people engaged and enraged is an, an easier way to prod your supporters to the polls, but it has significant consequences. If year after year, the only way you're getting people to show up is to say, you're doing this because the other side is terrible. Well, guess what? By the time we are get to where we are now, nobody trusts anybody. And, and, and Tam, it's not just the other side's terrible. It's that, that they are, you need to be afraid of them. That's I mean, right. the ads that That's I was right. watching, I was covering the Senate race in, in uh, Pennsylvania this weekend. Our report tomorrow is going to air tomorrow night, we hope. But um, the ad, you look at the ads and you think, you need to crawl under the covers <laughs> because it, life is going to change drastically if this person gets elected. Right, and, and every cycle, voters in, in places with with right. competitive races, get sick and tired of the ads and think the ads are terrible. Some of the ads in the race that I am, have a story airing tomorrow about on NPR are so toxic, it is, it's almost comical um, just how like over the top scorched earth they are. The, the other thing I will say is that we've been wondering how the abortion issue would play out in the field. And, and you know, it has fa fallen in terms of polling as a top issue. What surprised me in talking to voters, now I was in a suburban part of, uh, outside of Raleigh, North right. Carolina, so I'm in a suburban area, um, but was just how many voters said, I'm concerned about the economy, but I'm voting on abortion. That's interesting, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and Amy, I was going to ask you because, um, I mean, we've, we've heard negative ads work, and that's right. why exactly. the campaigns keep doing them. But exactly. what else are you looking at right now? Two weeks out, we're getting, I mean, the that's opinions right. are getting solidified. That's right. What that's are you right. watching? So um, what we're really watching for is to see 
sir, where is the narrative? What are voters talking about? What's the media talking about in these last two weeks of the election when it is true many voters are still making up their minds, maybe not so much of who they're going to vote for, but whether they show up at all. And um, if you think about what we were talking about over the summer, it was abortion, it was Donald Trump, it was January 6th. Um, now we're back to talking about the things that put Democrats on the defensive. Inflation continues to be a top issue for swing voters, for independent voters. Um, that is the issue that just keeps coming back, that we keep coming back to. You know, earlier in the year, the question was whether or not the abortion decision was enough to turn what was a typical midterm election referendum on the president and his party into one that was more of a choice. What we may end up getting is a little bit of both, depending on where you live. Yeah. And so I think there's some, there's some issues like abortion where if you're in a state where the issue is going to be decided, clearly decided by that state's legislature right. and governor, right. like Michigan or Pennsylvania, that may be more of a salient issue than in a blue state, although North Carolina is not, but in a blue yeah, state right. where yeah. the, the, um, the, the voters there aren't worried that abortion access is going to be limited. Yeah, and then you have the tug of war in states, uh, Tam, with a Republican legislature and a Democratic, Democratic governor, governor. Right. as you have in, in, uh, in, in North Carolina. But, but in these final days, I mean, what I was finding was that people did, I mean, they sounded like they're going to vote. They certainly would raise the issue. They raised the economy. They also raised the issue of crime. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had several Absolutely. people say to us, I live in a rural area, but I know people in the cities right. are facing you know, a frightening uh, time of this, and we need to have somebody in power or somebody in office who's going to do something about that. Which, if you are looking for issues that put Democrats on their back feet and where Republicans want voters to be focused, crime is one of those issues. That's why they've spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on ads accusing Democrats in, in key races of being soft on crime uh, and tying them to the idea of defunding the police. What about who's campaigning for whom, Amy? At this <laughs> point, President Biden is doing some of that. There are certainly Democrat members of the Senate who are out there campaigning for their friends and whoever they want. How much of that is making a difference? Well, I, I learn a lot by who campaigns choose to ask to be the surrogate for them, right? Because the people they don't ask for example, the president isn't getting invited to a lot of Democratic states. He's pretty much underwater po popularity-wise in most of these battleground states and districts. But you know who else isn't getting invited? Is Donald Trump, who did a lot to make sure that many of the Republicans who are on the ballot this year made it through their primaries. So I think for both parties, they would like it to be less about you know, the, the person on their side who's polarizing, much more about the person on the other side who's polarizing. Uh, President Obama will be on the trail yes. um, in some of these states working to, to turn out um, Democratic Georgia, voters. I think he's going Georgia, I think Pennsylvania probably as well. Yes. Yeah. So that, that one. And you know who's been really very popular is Pete Buttigieg. For good reason, he's the Secretary of Transportation. Remember, we have an infrastructure bill, a lot of money going to a lot of states. Here's an opportunity for a member of Congress to say, see, here's our money at work. The Treasury Secretary's coming, and here's the new road we're going to build. Yeah. Who doesn't love infrastructure? <laughs> we right. love it. That's right. <laughs> Amy Walter, Tamara Keith, thank you both. You're welcome. You're welcome.